Welcome back again to the Becoming Shameless podcast. I am your host, Nicholas Wallace. I'm your host, Josiah Baines. And today, our episode is Can We Talk? Shout out that man, Tevin Campbell. So today we'll be discussing communication. So we'll be starting off with why communication is important. Why is it important, Josiah? Uh, For me, uh, communication is important because uh, it sets the the guidelines for everything in your life. So whether I'm uh, communicating about what I want in life or communicating about what I don't want in life, uh, communicating my expectations from other people, uh, communicating my boundaries, communicating um, just anything in life. So you have to be able to, to talk and not just talk, but talk effectively. So uh, whoever is listening to me understands or at least is trying, is able to kind of get the picture of what I'm saying in the way that I'm trying to say it. So um, that doesn't always happen, and we'll get into that later, but... It doesn't happen most times. <laughs> they say communication is key, but everybody's locked for some reason, so, yeah. you know. But we'll definitely for sure get into that. Well, communication definitely is something that I feel as if is the foundation, not foundation, but it is the glue that holds relationships together because without, uh, with the lack of communication, no relationship will ever like stand or be healthy. I would say not 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 only just relationships, but you know like every everyday life because you know even in the workplace Ooh, or even uh, well, with whatever you're doing, you have to be able to communicate. So that's that's a really important part that I feel like. Um, people talk about a lot and they say it's really important but do we really work on communicating are we really actively paying attention to how we're communicating and how we're expressing ourselves uh verbal and non-verbally which we'll get into later and i feel as if in terms of communication there is a sense of vulnerability that you have to have to like be effective at communicating and i feel like a lot of times People don't communicate because to communicate leaves yourself weak and it leaves your emotions very vulnerable because with the lack of communication, a lot of it stems back to control. Mm-hmm. You people, multiple want control of scenarios that they're in, whether it be in the work world, relationship-wise. You want to have sense of control of your own emotions. You don't, like, people have their wall up. Mm-hmm. They don't want to get their feelings hurt or they don't want to, you know what I'm saying, be disappointed or let down. So they, they will reduce the communication they have with other people and in doing so it actually does more damage than good uh, on, on that point I also think that um, a lot of the times uh, how you say people are are kind of holding back their cards not only are, are they holding back because they want to have control but they're also they don't know how they're a little bit I know for me at least I'm a little bit afraid or mm-hmm. nervous about how somebody's gonna respond if I truly it's tell you how you control how I feel exactly. So you gotta you gotta be able to leave stuff like he said uh, out of your control and be able to accept the fact that you know not everybody is is gonna be able to accept what you have to say. But uh, on that topic of vulnerability, right? I had I heard this um, little phrase mm-hmm. was that difference between vulnerability and transparency right so a lot of people Mm. uh say they're transparent right but are you vulnerable so transparency if you think about a house transparency is me opening up all the windows and you can see inside my house right 
but you can't see everything that's in the house just from the window. So vulnerability is bringing you inside that door. and walking you through all the stuff you can't see from outside the window. So it's it's that's like the next level. Like you can be transparent, but that next level where you can be vulnerable too, that's a really really important part with uh communication. And you don't got to be vulnerable with everybody though. For you sure. can you can pick and choose who you want to be vulnerable with, but um just do know it's a lot more uh, a better uh, relationship you have with somebody when you are transparent and vulnerable. If you're hot, humble, yeah. open, and transparent. And like up. you said earlier in regards to holding the cards, I'm, reiter- I'm going to reiterate a point that I said uh, last episode, but when you do not communicate with people, you hold them hostage to the state of your own mind. People can't read your mind. No matter how much you're around them, no matter how much time you spent with them, they aren't you. No one can fully understand you and how you think just like you. You're not being fair, and it's very selfish if we're being completely honest because not only are you like not being vulnerable and truthful with them, you're holding your emotions against them at the expense of something that's not there and within their even knowledge. Now, you, cannot, you cannot hold that against people if you don't communicate your needs and wants. That's facts. Very much facts. Like people stay doing it, they'll be like, they should have knew better. How? Exactly. How can they know better? Unless you, have, I understand there is nonverbal communication, but if you don't out your mouth communicate your needs, wants, or your disturbances, then you can't hold it against somebody because we all have different triggers. We all grow different. Some people, when they're scared, you know, what I'm saying they laugh. Mm-hmm. Some people cry. So someone seeing your, you have a certain reaction in your body. That might be, that's not, they may respond completely different. They may think that's a different response because they may laugh in a situation while you're crying. Mm-hmm. So they're not understanding the severity of the situation to right. you. So it's really not fair if you hold them hostage to the state of your own mind. Right. I know that's a big problem that I, uh, me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm working on, I'm a constant uh, work in progress on communication, right? I just probably just recently started to really start to communicate and um, really start to work on uh, how I talk, um, who I'm talking to, when I'm talking, and just being more conscious about that stuff, right? I feel like now it's kind of like, I'm gonna say whatever I want and however I want, like, okay, like, that'll only get you so far. And and, and most, most people are talking about the relationship space, but when, you know what I'm saying, you're talking about, you know, outside with, you know, strangers and other people and stuff like that, or in the workplace or where you work at, or. Uh, wherever you're at, you gotta always be conscious of a public voice versus a private voice, and um, you know having that that public space uh, when when you're communicating with people, you have to be very diligent with how you talk. You can't, I can't sure. talk to this the same people outside the way I talk to the same people in inside my house, and it's not like it's like a disrespectful type of thing. It's more like a uh, a, a free more open type of thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, we be saying, calling each other, you know, nowadays, calling each other N-word and stuff like that. And, you yeah. know, you know, a lot of people take take hints to that outside, especially if you're around, you know, a certain group of people. So, and it's really important to, to always be mindful and to always keep yourself in check. Like we said the last two podcasts, you always have to have that self-checklist and always be aware of yourself yeah. and everything that you do. So that applies for communication too. And so let's get into like one of the like subcategories. How do you have 
the conversation. See, a lot of times we say communication is key, but we never really start address how do you even approach having those hard conversations? It will be hard for like, oh, just just talk to them about it, but not everybody knows how to approach it in a like in a proper manner. So how do we do that? I saw this uh, video on TikTok. I don't <clears> know if I sent it to you. It was uh, this guy. He has his, his his best friend, right? So he goes to see her uh, dance recital. And um, he's sitting there through the dance recital. He's like, man, like, this sucks. Like, like in his head, he's like, this is a horrible recital. Like, you know, he's just here to support his friend, right? And so she comes to him after. She's like, oh, my gosh, how'd you like the, the show? Like, in that moment, because a lot of people talk about communication and, and approaching, like you said, approaching that. And a lot of people say, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be truthful no matter what, right? But just because you're being honest and truthful doesn't mean you have to be so... Uh, I don't want to say rude, but like so uh, blunt and 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 uh, condescending. Is that a word? Condescending. Yeah, condescending. Right. And so uh, she was like, "How how did you like the show?" And in that moment, he had to think. He was like, "Okay, I can either tell her that because she's in a very happy space right now, right? Yeah. He recognized she just got off stage. She had a blast. You know what I'm saying? She worked really hard for this moment. So he could either be like, "Man, that show." That show was it wasn't good. It wasn't a good show. I didn't like it. Or, right, he could choose the approach he chose. So he told her, he said, he said, I'm really glad I was able to be able to, to see you perform. And he, he just he just left it like that, right? He sidestepped the question, right? But later on, it he didn't because a lot of times when we say we communicate, right? I, I know for me at least, I would say, um, I'll talk I'll talk about it later. Or I'll talk to you about it later. Knowing dang well, I'm not trying to talk to you about this later. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to avoid this this conversation. But like he did, he sidestepped the question in the moment, and then eventually a couple of days later, he called her. I mean, they were talking on the phone. He was like, "Do you really want to know how I felt about Rosado?" And he told her all the details and stuff because it was a different, it was a different space and different situation. So if you know in the setting, one thing, one thing that's important when you're approaching the conversation is knowing the setting. Of where you are, yeah, gonna, yeah, and, sure. and where where that person is in the moment, right? Because a lot of times, a lot of people think, "Well, this is how I feel in this moment," right? You can't if you only uh, say how you feel in the moment and not recognize how the other person is in the moment. Then you know what I'm saying. It's always going to be a hard conversation, and communication is going to go all over the place. You're not going to understand what they're saying because they feel some way in the moment, and they're not going to understand what you're saying because you feel a totally different way in the moment. So. That's something that I just recently like this. I'm talking about recently, like within the past year, that I've really had to learn and, and work on. So, uh, so what about you? What is? I was gonna. I, I'm gonna break it down to five questions. Mm -hmm. You kind of addressed the first one. Mm -hmm. Where am I? Mm -hmm. Is this the appropriate scenario or location to have this conversation? Like, I'm not about to have this conversation in a Kroger. I'm not gonna do this at Walmart. <laughs> like, is this the proper setting? then who am I talking to? Because based on prior text conversation, you may realize that some people, there literally is no point in even trying to get to that point because you know their response. Mm -hmm. Though I feel as if, because I, I am a big advocate of communication, mm -hmm. if you feel like there's no point in talking to somebody and they, because they, they're never receptive, I just think you should just end that relationship. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that's communicate because you can't communicate with somebody which one of my values is if I don't feel as if I could communicate with you mm -hmm. openly and honestly without walking on eggshells, I don't want a close relationship. So mm -hmm. make sure you communicate with people in your life. But if you can't, there's no point in having a relationship, in my opinion. 
So who am I talking to? So it's just ain't even gonna get anywhere. Then how are you? Like what's the state of your mind? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times the second the other question after that is how am I? Because a lot of times we go by the state of how I'm feeling. Oh, I feel this way. I'm gonna talk my stuff. I'm mm-hmm. gonna address it here. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you don't take into account the the mindset or with the mentality the other person's having in that instance because you don't know how their day went. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that might not that might be a very a big burden on them in that instance. So I think it's important to ask how are they before I speak. Then ask how am I? Because obviously if I felt the need to communicate it, I know how I feel. So let me make sure it's the right time for them because. If they're not in the right headspace, they're not even gonna be receptive. So say they're already in a bad headspace and they're already angry. They're just saying it's like, angry ears don't listen. Mm-hmm. So how are they, then how am I? You know what I'm saying? And then, you know what I'm saying, also acknowledging, you know what I'm saying, how do I sound? Because how we treat us is more than us to them. So like right. if you, after you ask yourself, how am I? If I'm not in a good headspace, mm-hmm. how do I sound? Because I'm in a bad mental space, mm-hmm. I might be being condescending without even being without my knowledge, right. you know what I'm saying? So I think that's the proper way to address communication or address a conversation. I remember one time I addressed you about something that you did that upset me, mm-hmm. and you didn't really respond. And you know, that, that's not normal. I'm like, oh, he didn't respond. And you called me the next day, mm-hmm. and you were like, I'm sorry, I didn't respond instantly, but your natural instinct is to defend yourself, and I didn't want to take away your moment. So I, I had to think about it and process it, and I could respond. And I, I, I actually do that now to this day. If I don't feel like I can respond, I'll wait. And I, I remember um, I was reading Proverbs recently, mm-hmm. and they were in, and in address that it was like you know what I'm saying if something happens, basically wait. Sometimes you have to wait mm-hmm. before you respond because you know what I'm saying when you respond in that moment, you might do something that's gonna be counterproductive to what you actually wanted to do, mm-hmm. which is probably healthy, but it's gonna be counterproductive because of how you did it. So mm-hmm. if I'm upset with you. You know what I'm saying? I may say something I'm, I can't take back because I'm upset in that very moment, which, you know, I feel like we all as people have done. And sometimes it costs you that bond that you were actually trying to grow. Mm-hmm. You might have just ended it. Right. And on on that note of, of saying stuff that you don't mean, I feel like a lot of times people be like, you know, well, if you said something you don't mean, I mean, you really want to say it. But now you just got to that point where you where you got there, got the courage, got that to say battery. It. Do you think that's true? I think to an extent it's true, but mm-hmm. you may not make okay, so like in some instances we're biased because of our desires. Yeah. Right? Even when it comes to people's roles in our lives. So how I view you is always gonna be biased and altered. So say but if I want more from you, I might be like, Oh, you're this mm-hmm. but in reality I'm saying that because of a place of hurt. I generally don't think you're that. Mm-hmm. It's because of what I want from you, you're not living up to my expectations. Right. So to somebody who may drink casually, right, and mm-hmm. say if I'm not a person who drinks, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a, you're a freaking drunk when I'm mad, mm-hmm. but I generally don't think you're a drunk. I just don't want you to drink. Uh, right, okay. Yeah, no, 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 that's, 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 I feel like that, right, I feel like that's true, and also I feel like, uh, I just don't feel like that's a, that's a, that's a, um, a true thing that people just say stuff that that they mean they just have the courage i feel like when you just when you're angry right when you're really if you really sit there and think about those times when you were like really hot and angry right the only thing you're thinking about is is yourself again like you're just like make yourself feel better yeah you that's the only thing like you just want to be able to do say something do something that's just like because you're so angry in a moment and and if you think you know what i'm saying you so 
high and mighty that you don't do that stuff. Just just wait until you get a little bit down the road in life and, and something really makes you upset. Maybe, you know what I'm saying, you got kids. And I can I can see now, you think about your parents, right? Those times where they said something. They might have said some wild stuff or they might have uh, did something that, that you didn't really feel comfortable with. And, you know, you get to a point where you kind of understand that, like, dang, like, you know what I'm saying, my parents... Uh, came from a, a long day of work or something like that. Maybe they had a rough day. Like, you don't yeah, know what sure. their day was. And then you come, they come home, right? And, you know what I'm saying, you might have not did something that, that they asked you to do, and they blow up on you, and you're like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's, but, that's to get out the freezer. <laughs> you don't even know how their day was, though. So, um, But on that point of what you were saying about um, that conversation that we had, that, that's, that was a step, but... And now the next step for me, I feel like, is being able to... Because, first of all, I was wrong for just not saying nothing in the moment and then just, you know what I'm saying? Look, oh, like, I should have just said, like, you know, let me take some time and to process. process exactly. Because yeah. that's, like, something that I'll tell you, that is something that I get caught for all the time. Like, I would literally just be quiet. Like, if somebody said something, I don't know, I would literally just sit there like this. And I was just looking. They'd be like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I won't say, like, I'm processing or something like that. So, that's another step of communication, man. But this, it, it get deep, bro. And not just that. Uh-huh. I'll talk about, I'm going to reel it back. It kind of gets you back to the question we had last week, where sometimes the need to communicate kind of halts your process of actually feeling your emotions. Right. Where sometimes you feel the need to respond instantly because, you know, you want to, you just feel like the need to respond to somebody for the mm-hmm. sake of the relationship that you don't even allow yourself the privilege to fully feel your emotions and process the emotions by going through them, which I myself struggle with personally, which we had this conversation, where like I can admit that I, because I try to communicate very effectively, I don't allow myself to fully feel the emotion mm-hmm. into its entirety because I want to process it so I can communicate so we can move forward. But then it's like in that process, I can't. Internally, I haven't moved forward, mm-hmm. even though I convinced myself I have, because then I'll hit a trigger, and it's like, oh, I really never processed it mm-hmm. properly. But for sure, I, I definitely think what we were talking about before, like, it's very important to, like, the, how am I, because that part actually, like, affects a lot of stuff. Because let's be real, like, when you're saying how, like, people respond at us, like, in a certain way when they're mad, mm-hmm. let's be real, this is becoming shameless podcast. Yeah. I believe with most emotions, I don't believe in any type of person. I think everything when it comes to emotions is a spectrum. Yeah. Nobody entirety is good. Nobody's bad in their entirety. Some do more good than others. Some do worse than others. Some people are more spiteful than others. Some aren't as spiteful. But to an extent, I think we're all spiteful. Because when you're mad, let's be real, a lot of times in your your heart, to make you feel better about it, because we have humans, we have pride, mm-hmm. you want to hurt that other person in that moment. And people want to act like we're so good as people, but let's be let's transparent. Like, yeah. let's be vulnerable, too. Sometimes you generally want to hurt the person that hurts you for a sense of, like, oh, they didn't get over on me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, that's, what, that's the case. That's why I think it's important to ask, how am I, so you don't have, or you have less of those spiteful moments that's or you can reduce mechanism. it. It's a defense mechanism because your, mm-hmm. your ego, most things are ran by the ego. The ego wants to protect your sense of self. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of times people uh, uh, hold you accountable, people get very defensive right. because a lot of times to acknowledge the truth, you have to be okay with acknowledging you aren't the person that you believe yourself to be. And you're probably not as good as a person that you think you are, which you know, I don't believe in the good person concept. Yeah. 
that's that's when when you think about uh that response that defense mechanism right i i was just reiterating i don't know if i talked about this on a different podcast or we just having a conversation but that age of like zero to ten mm-hmm. is like where all of that stems from like if you sit there and try to recall those zero to ten memories right everything that you react out of now like every every uh thought or every like not every thought but like you know it's a a compilation of different stuff that's happened in your life but most of that stuff is rooted in that zero to ten years like zero, important. zero to ten like when you sit there and you really try to think back and recall all all those interactions and maybe traumatic stuff that's happened to you or whatever's happened to you from zero to ten like it's 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 crazy because you really start to realize like dang like i'm i'm was so defensive in, in that space because i don't know maybe something happened with a family member or maybe something happened at school in elementary school or maybe something happened when i was playing sports or you know what i'm saying it it's it's crazy so when when you communicate you always have to and i've seen a lot of tiktoks like this right mm-hmm. when in a relationship right uh the this dude he posted on tiktok he was like he has to recognize how he's talking to his girlfriend because he, he was like, because I'm really talking to her. And it switched to a picture of his girlfriend, but when she was younger. That inner like, child. You always have to, like, you always talking to somebody's inner child. Really. Always. At, that's, that's at what it is. You really talking to somebody's inner child at all times. Gotta time. be gentle with it. Like, sure. oh my goodness. Like, you really, like, that was like a really big revelation for me. Was just like, dang, like, we really are like, like, kids. Like, for real, for real. Like, We're even, all kids. Even, like, somebody who's 50 like they still reacting off of that zero to ten age and it's and i and i always tell you that i always be like like it's that inner child most things your inner child like if you change i'm right so i say like if you change the tone of someone's voice mm-hmm. when they're like well you did this you know you sound like you sound like a little kid and like in preschool well he did this yeah, yeah, like you sound yeah. like a little ass kid yeah. like no disrespect that you do uh-huh. a lot of stuff that because from the age of zero to ten you learn how to process and how you process of things never necessarily changes right. you may mature and you may grow mm-hmm. but how you process stuff rarely changes for most people and that's why a lot of people when we be like oh they act like little ass kids because that's their basically their inner child they're still a little kid they haven't outgrown certain things because of how they process stuff as children that's why the when people have kids make sure you teach them stuff properly and you give them a lot of gentleness and grace because you're gonna raise adults that don't know how to effectively process or you know communicate their feelings, their needs, or what hurts them. You know. So now, so now, right? We prefaced uh, before the conversation how we approach that conversation. So now you're in the conversation, right? Mm. Ish probably went left, right? You know what I'm saying? It was so supposed. To, it was supposed to go right. Right. The stuff went left. So now you in in an uncomfortable conversation, right? How are how are you navigating your your way through this? Say somebody is not being uh, receptive, or they keep cutting you off, which I know is a big you know it's a big thing for uh, people our age in that eighteen to to twenty two twenty five range. Me. Like people hate getting cut off, and even you know above and below and stuff. But um, so how are you navigating through your through this uncomfortable conversation? Maybe you know what I'm saying you feel yourself getting heated, or maybe so. What, what you what you doing? What I'm doing. Mm-hmm. If I leave my house and I'm driving somewhere uh-huh. and I see 
that there's traffic and I'm just trying to, you know what I'm saying, get some food or something. Yeah. I'm make that U-turn. <laughs> I'll make that U-turn. Because sometimes I think people don't realize the importance of revisiting. Mm-hmm. Not everything has to happen on your timing. That's good. It doesn't have to happen on your timing. That's a bar, you know what I'm saying? If I go outside and it's raining, it's pouring down, I can't see. Because me trying to go get that food, you know what might happen? I might try to take a turn, make a turn in that conversation, and I might hydroplane and crash. Mm-hmm. So if I see the weather outside is bad and it's pouring like mm-hmm. that, I'll either make a U-turn mm-hmm. or I just won't, you know what I'm saying? Or knowing if I'm already knowing how the weather's going to be, if I check my forecast, mm-hmm. if I check that forecast and I know that, right. I already plan, I'll just do this on another day. Right. When the weather is sunny and I could, it'll be easy, you know, nice breeze. But I'm not going to even, if it's getting to that point, because when you're going out in weather that is stormy, mm-hmm. you don't just put you at risk you put the person that you might crash into at risk as well so for the safety of everybody i think it's best we revisit how would you address because i know me i'm somebody who will instantly just shut down like if it if if if, say it's raining outside Mm -hmm. same situation say it's raining outside i'm Mm -hmm. stuck in traffic i'm trying to get some food right and it starts pouring i'll just pull to the side turn my car off and just sit there i'm not i'm not even you know what i'm saying i'm i'm just going you know, people get to the like, okay. Be like, all right, okay. But that's okay. not necessarily it's not really bad because if it's pouring like that and you pull it to the side because you know if you drive you might hurt yourself and you're waiting for the right weather because it may stop raining, mm-hmm. then you could keep going once it stops raining. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's you true. pick up what I'm putting down. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I think it's important to like, like I said, when you know the weather, analogy obviously, mm-hmm. but once you know the weather, how you go about it, I feel like it's better to just halt. The Bible says to be still. I think it's important to know to be still because when you keep pushing something, or it's kind of like lifting weights, right? If you keep trying to push, right, Mm -hmm. and the weight's so heavy, you're gonna strain a muscle and it may fall back on you. So you have to know when to put that rack up and then revisit it. Take a rest sometimes. You got, that's why you rest between your sets, right? Mm -hmm. Know when to rest. Is it? It has to be a, a mutual, a mutual. Cause a mutual sometimes mutual. you get, sometimes you get people, some people trying to back out, right? You know what I'm saying? And the other person is like, nah, like, nah, we ain't backing out this conversation. You know, we staying right here, like. So it has to be a, a, like I said, that communication has to be set beforehand, and uh, in, in a, in a way where it's like, okay, if we get in this space, what are we doing, right? And yeah, you sure. really have to. Preface, you know, a lot of people talk about. I don't think, I don't think it's talked about enough boundaries with people. I don't think a lot of people really establish their boundaries and realistic. They don't realistic boundaries like. Um, we'll being, talk that stuff. Being honest with yourself, right? I, I was watching, of course. Uh, if y'all don't know, I'll be watching the basement with Tim Ross, right? I was watching the episode last week. I think it's the episode I sent you, and he was talking about. Um, um dang oh my gosh i forgot that clip well well i guess god didn't want me to talk about that so <laughs> <laughs> it's all good and i think a healthy like boundaries like me i try to when i'm like dealing with like someone i have the conversation like like one of my boundaries is you get three arguments out of me mm-hmm. not three debates mm-hmm. not three discussions where we're disagreeing 
three arguments because I'm not going to tolerate you yelling at me because I'm aware of the inner child. Mm-hmm. I never liked being yelled at as a child. Yeah. I never liked being cussed at. Yeah. As a grown man, I'm not going for it. Yeah. So I, I'm not trying to agree. I was like, you get three out of me, then I will cut you off mm-hmm. because I'm not about to fight a losing battle because you're, if you're not willing to actually participate because people just don't realize. People always be like, oh, I'm trying. It has to be a mutual thing. You're both trying, both willing to communicate. If it's just one of us, I'm going to strain myself because yes, we always talk about you can't pour from an empty cup, but when you pour into an empty cup, you have nothing left and you're going to be drained. So I'm not going to do that to myself. So that's, I think it's important to address that. Like when we don't agree, like you said, how will we handle it? Me, if you're getting riled up, we can revisit it, but you're not about it. One thing you're not going to do is disrespect me. That's what I'm not going for. I do not, I do not be okay with you yelling at me or cussing me. I'm not tolerating that disrespect. If my parents don't even, if my parents don't really even do that for real, mm-hmm. you not. I know for sure you not. You definitely. You definitely. Like, you not gonna treat me low of a way. If my parents don't even do that to me, you not about to talk to me like you crazy. Right. It gets to a like a, a lot of people. I've heard that from a lot, especially from no girl. <laughs> I was about to call it a girl. Hey, listen. I'm just making a joke. Y'all don't take this for real, but you know the girls are. I can't say nothing because my, my dad got a bald head too, but the girls that the bald-headed daddy, like, my daddy don't talk to me like that. You sure don't talk to me like that. For sure. Like, for real though, like, you not, because once you, like, you know what I'm saying, once you have a certain standard, yeah, I'm not going to settle for that. Too. Like, I'm not tolerating no disrespect because I wasn't raised on that. And a, and a lot of people, and a lot of people have toxic, and I hate that word, but they do, they have toxic communication styles, mm-hmm. and they think it's healthy, and they feel like, well, I'm just voicing how I feel, it's how you talk to people matters. I like I generally and excuse my language, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how you feel. Like I care how you feel, not care how you feel, but I don't give a fuck. There ain't no excuse for you to talk to me like you crazy. Mm-hmm. Because in the, the day, if I'm not approaching you with disrespect and I'm giving you a safe space for you to communicate, you don't have to disrespect me. And but a lot of people are, they're used to it and they're comfortable with it, so they feel like, oh, at least I'm talking about it. But it's like no, how you talk matters. Just as much, just as just as much as what you're talking about. Like, yes, I'm I'm glad you're trying to communicate, but how you speak to me is just as important as what you're saying to me. You're not about to disrespect me. I'm a I'm I'm a little bit different in that area. Yeah, you better than me. Yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still kind of growing it and and learning and stuff. But like, it's it's for me now. I'm trying to get to a point. I'm at least trying to get to the point. I'm not there, right? So it's not like somebody just come up to me, they start cussing. I'm just gonna be chill, right? But if I know somebody, right, and I know their background, again, I have to know them, right? A stranger or something, you know what I'm saying? That's not that's not going to fly. But if I know somebody and I know their background and where they come from and how they were raised, right, I'm not necessarily going to get, like I said, I'm not going to tolerate it, right? I'm going to be like, hey, like, Lord. We disagree on this. We've had this conversation. Yeah, but I'm not necessarily going to buck back. Like, I'm not going to sit there. If I know, if I know, how where your background and I know you know what I'm saying maybe you you was for real like you was in the streets like that or maybe you uh your uh your parents you know talk to you like that you lived in a household where that was the norm and you were from a place where that was the the normal thing right if I now if 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 that I'm saying if that was the normal thing now if you're doing this to intentionally be disrespectful like you intensely trying to spite me I'm gonna be able to sniff that out because I know. I know from a mile away if, if you if you trying to uh, purposely disrespect me, but if that was your norm, like I would say, 
people in uh oh my gosh I want to say Scotland right if you ever if you no for real for real for real, if you ever if you ever heard some people from Scotland right they they cuss every every five seconds if, if you from Scotland let, let me know if this is right or not I, I can't it's one of them countries that's up there in them Europe this European country yeah it they cuss like sailors. Like sailors, like they really just just be cussing. So you know what I'm saying. They cuss word is not gonna necessarily throw throw me off if they sitting there and that's their background, right? Because it's a it's a different type of cadence that they have. If somebody is is used to talking like that, and you know in a in the environment, you know what I'm saying. It's gonna it's gonna be different than somebody who's purposely trying to disrespect you, bro. Disagree, disagree. Mm-hmm. Where we could have healthy conversations mm-hmm. here. So, in regards to that, like, we're going to tie to all episodes, acceptance, friendships, or relationships mm-hmm. in this, right? You, you said standing up, having boundaries, having healthy boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Disrespect, whether intentional or not intentional, is still disrespect nonetheless. Once you communicate something, it don't, I don't care about your background. Don't, I always, like I said before, a lot of times where we all fall and we accept disrespect because you try to understand your way out of how you feel and standing on your boundaries. Like, yes, I understand their background. I don't condone it, though. It is a, it, it crosses and it violates my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yes, someone could be from the ghetto, but once you're once you're around <laughs> once you're around the age of like once you're like five, you know no right from wrong. Yeah. Once you're ten, you better you know enough to process how you feel. Yeah. So you know you don't have to distrust somebody, even if that's their norm. They know it's okay because the same way when you're at home. You might act a certain way. When you go to school, you're not going to cuss at your teacher. Fact. So I don't give, like I said, I don't give a damn mm-hmm. if that's the norm in your house. Because when you come outside in certain environments, you don't behave that way. That that right there lets you know you have enough emotional regulation to control what you say. So don't tolerate no disrespect based on someone's upbringing. Because in the, the day, they know better. And when I say know better, not like we said earlier where you can read someone's mind. But in a sense where you know it's a time and place to speak. Because no, no one acts like that in every environment. You're not going to go to church, church cussing. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So if you know you can't speak like that in every in every scenario, then you know that it's not okay to cuss or disrespect somebody because of your upbringing. You know better. So at that point, it's not an excuse. But still communicate that you don't like the disrespect. But stand on your boundaries. Sure. Like, what? For sure. I, I, I would have to say the cursing part, in, in terms of cursing, right, I think there, there's sometimes where people just or being mean when I say disrespect I don't mean just cussing yeah. any dope forms of disrespect like I said I'm I'm working towards this right yes, yes. If, if, if it's a if it's a, a situation now I'm probably I'm not gonna react how I'm describing but it's like I'm trying to understand more of like I said I have to know who I'm dealing with to preface all of this know your audience and it's for me i just i want to be able to respond in a way right like i said i don't want to buck back because that's that's the first when you're especially from a male perspective right especially a male come from male from anybody if you're a male and somebody's talking to you crazy your first instinct is exactly like if like somebody is what what like exactly like that's and I feel like not only just for males for females too but that's like a big thing with males and if you 
if you don't believe me, if you uh, want to try your boyfriend, girlfriend, boy, best friend, or whatever, you can definitely see. Talk to them a little crazy, a little out of the octave of your normal range, and and, that's all. and you and you'll find out. But I'm saying, I want to be able to. I want to be able to get to a space where I don't instantly fuck back. Right? I'm able to step back, and I'm able to say, "Hey, like, I'm able to say, I understand you're frustrated right now, or I understand this is this might be the case, and you're gonna need to." But some people, again, some people, and I've. I've had to go through this. Some people don't hear you unless you cuss at them. Like, it's crazy. Like, some people do Put not hear you. Some people do not hear you unless you are yelling at them. Like, you can talk to them in a regular tone, but until you start yelling and cussing, they will not hear you. Like, they will not even be able to so, receive what you're saying. Let's redirect this in a way that adds to your point. Mm-hmm. Part of communication. How do we properly listen? Mm. That's a part of communication. Show That's a big part of communication. Cause we always talk about talking and talking your feelings out the way, but how do you? And I, and I say actively listen. Cause a lot of times we're not listening, we're hearing. Mm-hmm. You're waiting your turn to speak, mm-hmm. so you're missing the actual point of the message. Right. How do we people actively listen? Cause I notice a lot of times you ever be talking to somebody, and y- y'all are disagreeing, mm-hmm. but then they elaborate on their point. And they just repeated what you said. In reality, you were on my side, but you weren't actively listening mm-hmm. because you were, you were so focused on the sentence, mm-hmm. you weren't really focused on the whole book that I just said to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? One thing uh, my mom always taught me is um, she would tell me to do something. And this was like, you know, my high school years. She would either say something to me or tell me to do something. And she would be like, okay, now repeat back to me exactly what I said and what do you think I meant by what I said. Right, so then I would have Ooh. to, I would have to, I would have to repeat back to her, if not word for word, pretty close or the gist of, of what she was saying, and not no gist, because some people would be like, yeah, well, you said this and said this, like no, like, like have an actual understanding and try to grasp an understanding of, of what she said, and then be able to then be able to communicate how I feel or how I saw of, of what she said, and that's um, good. That's, she just see all children. That's that's. I feel like that really was able to help me because me, I can retain information like a mug. Like, like you say something, I'm gonna be able to spit it back out to you, you know, and and word in detail. But I realized that uh, within the past couple of years that 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 recently I have to be able to not just spit back out what you said, but am I able to process process not only process but be able to sympathize and empathize of with whatever you said and be able to. Like we said before, come under. Stand under your understanding. So for sure, um, that's a big part. Like you said, of communication is listening. So how how do you how how do you feel like listening should should go? I feel like people, you know, why I'm a titan. Why people hate eye contact when they're speaking? Mm-hmm. Because communication, true communication, takes a lot of vulnerability. And you look somebody in their eyes, you can see a lot. People run from that vulnerability. So, but I love to make eye contact with people when they speak, because then it, it keeps me focused on the conversation. Because I'm really looking at you, and I can kind of empathize and sympathize more with you, because I, I I can see like your emotions while you're speaking. But also, I like to repeat 
not like the full sentence, but like say you're talking to me, and I'd be like, you're like, oh yeah, I went to the store. Okay, you went to the store, yeah. Or I'd be like, store? Okay, okay, what store? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I that try curiosity. to make sure. Yeah, like I make mm-hmm. sure I ask questions about what they're saying. So in that moment, I could understand what's going on rather than hear them rant a lot, mm-hmm. and then I forget. I rather I like to ask questions. So I think something like, oh yeah, oh this, oh yeah. Or even just sometimes like, okay, yeah, just provide a little bit of feedback as they go along. Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes it'd be like, uh, they'll be like, huh? And I'll be like, oh, no, I'll just like repeating what you said mm-hmm. or just, you know what I'm saying, agreeing with you because I want you to know that I'm actively, actively listening. Like, you, you read one sentence? Yeah. I read that sentence. Rather, uh-huh. than, I, rather than you tell me a whole, read a whole paragraph or say something, the whole thing, and then I respond back to one part. I want to be, be able to respond to everything you say. So as you speak, uh-huh. I'm going to let you speak. Uh-huh. But once you stop speaking or you like say a point, I'm going to address it or acknowledge that yeah. point. Yeah, and, and be able to, I like to do the same thing, be able to address it, acknowledge it, and then maybe somehow if i'm able to show you where we can relate in that subject so i feel like for me at least i want to i want the other person to kind of be like okay he he understands where i'm coming so say you know i'm saying i went to the store or let's let's not use the store let's use something more a little bit more um serious serious say something like um yeah yeah i had uh say you might have got fired from work you might have got fired from work that day right i mean yeah i got fired from work oh you got fired from work like you know what I'm saying? Where, where were you working at? What was the situation? How'd you get fired? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I was, I might have, I don't know, let's say you was. Someone stole boxes on my day off. Yeah, somebody stole, somebody stole some boxes on your day off. And I'm like, but stole some boxes? Friday like, like, what was, what was they, what was they, what was in the boxes? Or like, why they steal them? Like, you know who it was? Stuff like that. And I don't know, Craig. Be like, <laughs> and then, and then I would be like, I remember one time, um, not I remember one time I'm be like I can understand because I remember I felt that same feeling or I, I can feel where where you're feeling right now I got fired too from my job a couple of years back um, you know what I'm saying is there anything I can do to help you through this situation or, or you know what I'm saying just to be able to show some kind of point of, of reference and be able to because some I feel like a lot of people people want to be is that what I said last week people want to be seen heard and Understood. was that was that the four points? Oh yeah, that's before? the four things. Yeah, yeah. people want to be seen. All, everybody, everybody wants, wants to be, to be seen. loved, accepted, love, accepted, understood. That's my three. But then uh-huh. you added another one. I think you said seen. Yeah. So you stole that from me, but whatever. <laughs> that's that's a big a big point that. Um, be careful with that though. I feel like people don't like. I under. One thing that I'm starting to realize is, say like in um trying to relate. I'm gonna call it relate. You said you're mm-hmm. relating trying to relate so they feel understood sometimes if anything sometimes does the opposite effect because sometimes someone just wants to be heard mm-hmm. and sometimes honestly no matter how much when you try to relate sometimes there's just some things in life yeah. i will never, never relate to never and i feel like sometimes when people like they may like try they're trying to be empathetic and sympathetic mm-hmm. so they try to relate something in their life to something but it's like those two things don't relate yeah. and when you do that sometimes what you're doing on accident, you're silencing the person trying to communicate with you. Right. Sometimes, which I say, even I work on myself, sometimes you have to know when to shut up. Yeah. Just shut up and let them, like sometimes it's not like, sometimes I wouldn't even say actively listen. Sometimes you just have to actually, not actively, actually mm-hmm. listen. Just shut up. You can't, you can't, you can't take any, you can only take people to the last place you've been. That's, that's. Because you guess what? If you don't know where you're going, you're gonna get lost. Exactly. So if you if you never been there, then you can't 
like I, of course I'm not gonna if somebody says some some crazy and they're like and I've never experienced that then I'm like okay like I'm I'm gonna just have to try to help them through this you know generically like I have no idea what this means or how how they're feeling this because I've never been through that situation so but yeah you can only take people to the last place you've been so shout out to like I said chance the rapper said that also communication where a lot of people they kind of hold us against people but also like this is a part that doesn't get spoken up about enough listening or peeping body language mm-hmm. listening with the eyes look what, what are you looking at like how are their mannerisms when they speak about certain stuff sometimes yes we said communication is nonverbal and yes, you do know that's important to you know speak up but also if you you should always still try to pay attention to body language like sometimes like I can admit in my life people will try to something they're excited right and it's kind of like in that moment I'm trying to be a little selfish I'm like oh I don't want to listen or I don't want to see this and you just peep how like their shoulders drop and like mm-hmm. their head drops the, the eyes drop mm-hmm. and it's like wow so then I try to make it up to them so like peep people's body language because some people like we said everything goes back to your inner child some people didn't have a voice as children mm-hmm. some people are used to disappointment some people have been through traumatic stuff so they're they don't know how to communicate verbally. So, you know what I'm saying? Some people in the world are deaf, you know what I'm saying? So knowing how to be aware of stuff that can't be said is very important. So make sure you always try to look out for stuff that you see in a person, not always just rely on your ears. Because not everybody has a voice. So come and talk to me, you know what I'm saying? Jodeci, Casey Jojo, all of them. I was in the, uh, I was doing uh, my lift yesterday and, and I saw this girl, she was on my leg press and she did her, her set of leg press and then she just stopped and then she was just looking and it looked like she was about to cry, right? Oh, dang. And, and I wanted, I wanted to, a part of me wanted to go up to her and be like, are you like, are you okay? Like, I didn't want to try to, I'm not exactly sure what uh, that boundary is, like if that's some okay this, this day and age or people would accept that. Some people be like, stay out of my business. Or, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, they'd be like, yeah, what you going to do? Like, I'm just saying, like, I noticed that, that you were, it's, it looked like, from your body language, it looked like you were in a distressed uh, moment or, you know what I'm saying, you were lifting for some reason that, you know, maybe you're trying to relieve stress or maybe you Distract just, yourself. Yeah, to distract yourself. So, you know me, I'd put on that cape. <laughs> just kidding. People... When you when you're looking at somebody's body language, it's it's important to not only just be able to, and because I do this a lot, I'll try to gather, I'll watch, like no stalkish, you type stuff, but I will just sit there and watch, and I will try to figure out how you respond in certain situations or how you respond um, when something is said or if you're in a certain setting or stuff like that. Cause I know for me, when I'm when I'm around a whole lot of people that I don't know, and I'm sure a lot of people, when there's a lot of people you don't know, you get quiet. Well I know it's about one of my uh one of my 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 friends, he's like a little brother to me, I realize that when he when he gets tired or when he's upset mm-hmm. is the only time he's quiet. He's a really funny, real goofy kid, right? But uh when he's tired he will just just detach. Just chill. So I don't know if he's like recharging his battery or something or, you know, 
or if he's mad. So I know in that situation, at least I know like, okay, he's either from, from my information I've gathered, he's either tired or he's upset. So, you know, and that's a part of knowing your setting. So every, all of this stuff uh, compiles together to be able to know when is the right time to communicate. So in that situation, I know I'm not going to sit there and start trying to play with him and mess with him like, like we be doing all the time. Like, do tired, you know what I'm saying? Just, just give him their space. Let them, let them do what they got to do, you know what I'm saying? You, it, It's fine. So body language is a really important part of communication. That nonverbal, the the eyes, the 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 not necessarily um, words, but the the sound effects and you know stuff yeah. like that, like paying sure. attention and then, like I said, asking and asking them to be like, are you are you this right now or or how did or I don't really like somebody asking me like how I feel or like, if I'm tired or something. Somebody asks me how I feel, I'm like, I'm I'm not even gonna want to say. Anything. I go back to that. I just won't say nothing. I'll just be like. And I like to say, like, the last thing we're going to touch upon is, I'm going to call it prep time, but allow, because part of communication, I feel like it's important that we don't talk about and we think it's very dismissive or disrespectful, mm-hmm. depending on how you do it, is allowing people space. Like we said earlier, like, revisiting, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sometimes people need prep time so they can speak or get all their points out. And I think sometimes it's a little bit selfish because when we communicate, most of the time we want people to do it when we're ready to talk about it on our time. But I think it's important to address prep time for having these conversations. You have to be in the right headspace. It has to be the right setting. Like, yes, we ask you to ask yourself those questions before we have the conversation. But since we're asking those questions, we have to make sure that we are also participating in it. The, the, I want to go back to, because it's not sitting right in, in, in my soul. It's not. Okay. That, uh, that whole thing with the the, the disrespect and, and stuff like that it's not sitting right in my soul because I feel like I've I've gave off the impression of it's okay to disrespect you to, to disrespect in general right oh and no it's it's if if you have like a certain background and I don't want I don't want nobody to watch this because it'd be like well that's the background I was raised in like no like it's not that's, okay that's, you're an adult now I, grow up I feel like I'm space is, is a better term for what I was trying to get to being able to hold space being able to un- like you said two things being true like before being able to Multiple understand mm-hmm. where you come from and that's to okay. be able to say yo like you know that's that's not okay and not and not be having to be able to be like that's not okay you know what I'm saying and start and getting not but like you said being able to just be like yo what you what you were saying that's not okay. I understand where you come from and what you how you how you were saying what you said is not okay. Do not address don't situations do that. like that. No more again. Being. So um, facts holding space and and um, like I said, just understanding and every everything ties in together, man. Understanding where 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 the other person is, where you are. Uh, being able to uh, hold space and just shut. I was reading a book called uh, Tactical Empathy by Chris mm-hmm. Ross. Um, I read. I listen to the audio book because I don't really like sitting down and reading like that. I'll read it. I like to read. The Bible probably the. Yes, I'm in a book club. I like to read. Yeah, the Bible probably the book. The book I read. If it's not, I'll listen to the good word audio book. But yeah, I like reading. I like reading the Bible though. It's, that's good. It's pretty interesting. 
<laughs> you got so sidetracked. My fault, bro. <laughs> My fault. But um, he was saying that uh, when you're, it's a negotiating book, right? So this guy, Chris Voss, give you a little bit of context. This guy, Chris Voss, he's an FBI. He was a retired FBI uh, hostage negotiator, right? And he has now used these principles that he learned in hostage negotiation to negotiate in everyday life. So now, now everything, he says, everything is a negotiation, right? So now... Uh, your friendship is a negotiation because really you want something out of your friendship whether it's not could be selfish but i uh, say i want you to open up more i'm now negotiating trying to negotiate with you and how can i get you to open up more like i said i'm not going to sit there like we said earlier we're not going to sit there and try to force you to negotiate or not negotiate force you to try to open up uh and it's kind of this this book where you know all of these principles are applied uh in your life whether you're at work or at home with your wife with your kids or negotiating so his first point is getting people to know right because when you get somebody to say no he says um, they're able to now feel like they have more control over the situation so if somebody if so then you would kind of you have to read the book if you can apply certain phrases in certain situations try to get them to say no then they feel like they have more power but he said the second most important thing not the second most important thing but another topic in the book was him um, allowing people to have the space, like taking that break in in the sentence to just allow things to rest, right? So say mm-hmm. I'm asking, I'll ask you a question, right? And then just being able to be quiet and allowing uh, the silence in the conversation to speak for itself. And eventually, of course, in the book, he showed that um, when you do that, uh, people then open up a little bit more about whatever they they were trying to communicate. So you gotta read, you gotta go read the book to understand what I'm saying. It's called Tactical Empathy. I listened to it on Audible, but um, it was a really good, it was a really good, really good book, really good book. So I, I think I think we good. I think that wraps up everything. Yeah, man. Make sure you communicate. That's, you know what I'm saying? Talk to people, listen, observe, all those stuff, and also give people space to prep, you know what I'm saying? Give people space to recharge. I think that's all very important, and I think that concludes our video. Well, we'll see you next week. This video will be dropped on Monday. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. See you soon. See y'all.